Okay, cool. Welcome to episode two of We All Know Nothing. Um, episode one went better than expected, so that yeah. was awesome. And thanks for everyone who's listening. It's, it's we have cool. A, we have a small crowd, but it's kind of cool. We're almost doing this just to like, you Hear know, from almost everybody else. Because I know people. Who, who know me, who I haven't talked to in a long time, are listening to this. And it's almost like one reason I'm doing it is... Stay connected. And it's one that, like, John Moffat, one of my old teammates, did a podcast that kind of inspired this because me and him reconnected after I could I listened to his podcast and just saw how he was thinking and stuff and then, like, had a reason to reach out to him. So, you know, I encourage people, if you have any questions or anything... Yeah, just reach out. And say or just say hi or what whatever yeah. even if I don't know you you know because we're still small so it's kind of cool that we can still interact with people without being overwhelmed so yeah. hopefully you are listening we get to, to the us, level where we're overwhelmed. take advantage of that <laughs> yeah with that said episode two is going to be focused on a.m. sunlight and sunrise um and so we have some fun things to tackle and getting your skin able to handle Prime. the sun safely, Tonight, which yes. AM sunlight is key for it. Yep. We'll kind of go through and talk about that. Yeah, so when we talk about AM sunlight and sunrise in particular, the reason it's so important is it it really sets and initiates something that's called circadian rhythm. Um, circadian rhythm is essentially our biological clock that's set by the sun because we evolved under the sun over millions of years. That was the only light source until about, what, 100 years ago? Yeah, I think it was 1880, when, but light yeah. bulbs became popular, what, whenever, probably in the early 1900s. Exactly. So our biology is meant to take in the sunlight in various um, frequencies throughout different times of the day, and... Those different frequencies trigger different functions in our body and that helps us stay healthy and helps um, certain things like our sleep and our hormones. So, And these things are set by light that goes in your eye and your skin and it can also be screwed up by non-visible spectrums of light from EMF and stuff. Yeah. That can disrupt sleep and screw up um, circadian rhythm, which... That's for a later podcast yeah. on how that works. We'll stick to visible light for now. Yeah. Um, but I think what we wanted to start with is, so the eye um, is, so you have the central retinal pathway. Well, first your eye is, is the first thing it's, that's taking in this information. It's a clock. The largest thing that's taking in this information. And yeah. It's directly connected to the brain. Not only is the eye connected to the master clock. So the eye clock is the master clock, yeah. which is an oscillator, known as an oscillator. It receives light and it programs the SCN, which is the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And let me pull that up on Google real quick, just because, so it means something It's kind of like you. a crazy word. So... It kind of sounds fake. Just real quick, Wikipedia, suprachiasmatic nucleus, um, nuclei is a tiny region of the brain in the hypothalamus situated directly above the optic chiasm, what did you say? Chasm. Chasm. It is responsible for controlling circadian rhythms. It is the master, like, so the master clock controls the SCN and the SCN controls all growth and metabolism and Everywhere every in the body. There's but no then, exception. But then, so that's the one clock. Then you have peripheral clock genes. In front of all of your genes. In front of every single gene. And there's 250, no, 25,000 genes. And it comes out to, you have trillions of um, clocks. And they all, they're in this weird, you know, they... Synchron synchronicity. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's... Uh, that's kind of the cool science of just like understanding how all of these work. They're all oscillators and they're all and they're communicating all, yes. with one another and it controls hormones and, you know, your body's doing different things. Every cell is doing different functions at different times of day. Your liver doesn't work the same as it does 
as it's supposed to at night. Like all these things work differently at night compared to day. And even in the day, the night's day cycles, everything's supposed to be doing something. At different points of the daytime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think another thing that's very interesting about circadian rhythm before we jump into like the actual frequencies throughout the day is our mitochondria are our fuel source of our cells. And mitochondria don't use carbs, lipids, proteins. Mitochondria use something that's called the electron transport chain, which means what information comes down to that we're eating comes down to the electrons that we're eating and the electrons are excited by light. And so not only... Through the photoelectric effect. So light doesn't interact with anything but electrons. So it interacts with the electrons you eat and also the electrons you get from um, the ground too. Because you remember from our last podcast, you can absorb from just grounding and touching your feet. Being barefoot on the ground mm-hmm. on the earth. Um, you can technically absorb electrons from each other, too. Yeah, like if I touch you. Yes, you're sharing electrons. You might not even have to touch. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I'm, that's above my pay grade. Um, okay, so let's talk about the frequencies of the sun from sunrise when it pops on the horizon for about the first 30 minutes. Okay. What are those frequencies and why why is it good for us? So the most important time of like we stress getting up in the morning. And guys, I'm lazy AF. So I love to sleep. I love it more than anything. I nap all the time. Phil like drags me out of bed. So he's like dead serious about this. We take so dead. Let's go over our morning routine. So we wake up and the first light that we get. It can't, you can't be your phone. Yeah. You just, have to just like get your butt outside, whether it's cloudy or not, and look at where the sun would be. So I put it, the first thing I wake up is I put my glasses on. I grab my phone. My power's off. I go flip the power on. But my glasses are on because I'm even getting, I don't want any light from any source in my eyes until I step outside. And... And when I step outside, I take my glasses off because even through the windows, you're blocking the lights coming through and you're getting, uh, it's blocking red and infrared. And so when you wake up in the morning, what's important about that light is it's blue balanced with red. Um, A lot of people know like the mood lamps that wake you up. You know, people have alarm clocks that wake them up. That's blue light. Um... I don't think that's good because it's not in balance with red and infrared. So you want to wake up and get outside, and there's no light bulb that replicates the sun. AM sun. There's no way to replicate this. That is like it's in perfect magic harmony. time. But the blue light. It's a lovely slow frequency. The blue light what hits your eye and stimulates the um, interior pituitary, and so you're creating hormones from the am light so or it's you're not you are you're kickstarting initiating yeah yeah and all your hormones um get started from that am light and the second uv becomes present that shuts off and your body shifts to the next functions and the uv in the summer becomes present at our latitude about 30 minutes after um, the sun rises. So in that's, the winter, it's about like an hour, though, right? It might be a lot longer. Like, like UVA doesn't, and you don't get any UVB. Right. So, so sucks to suck. Um, <laughs> so we have trees that cover our sunrise. So we have to like walk. I go outside and creep in our neighbors. Touch the ground with my bare feet. Uh, look around. Wait for you to get down because I usually beat you down. That's because I and love then, to sleep. Put Pepper's collar on, and then we go for a walk. Yeah. And we do and a quick a loop. Um, I take my shirt off, usually. I nobody's know, really around. I look kind of crazy. Prejudiced. But nobody's out. It's pretty early in the summer, yeah. Yeah. And then by the time we're back... Um, then we sit on our porch. We sit on our front porch. And then 30, that's about 30 minutes. And that's about 30 minutes. 30 yeah. minutes. So then I go in and shower typically because I have to get ready for work. I make breakfast. Yep. And then we eat and a big we breakfast. Eat, we eat eggs and sausage typically. 
Yep. And a lot of eggs, sausage, and... If we can, if it's sunny, we eat it out in the sunrise. If not, we'll eat it in our backyard just outside in natural light mm-hmm. to get more. If it's raining, obviously, we have to eat indoors, and we'll wear glasses at that point. When I get ready as a girl, I get ready within red light. There's I don't use any other artificial lights, so it can be really difficult. I don't wear a lot of makeup. All I wear is mascara, so that's actually not hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to wear a lot more makeup, but <coughs> we can have a whole podcast on cosmetics and personal care. Um, and if you're trying to get light when you are outside in sunlight, don't wear makeup. It blocks UV light. Right. Exactly. Even moisturizers are changing the way that light is coming in. So I actually, after I shower, I go back outside and I get more information on my face and I don't put my moisturizer on my skin until right before I leave for work because that way it's not blocking any... I don't put anything on my skin ever, really. But I'm a girl. I don't want wrinkles, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't judge. But your skin's your biggest organ. You're not going to judge this in a few years. And, the, God, the complexity of your skin and what it's doing is so underappreciated. Yeah. Um, Once I stopped, like, trying to maintain my complexion, it cleaned up. Yeah. It kind of was like, hey, hands off, bitch. I know how to deal with this. Just, like, stop putting so then, stuff on me. Once you get done with the shower, yeah. we eat breakfast outside. Yeah. I want to eat out all my meals I try and eat outside, but mm-hmm. breakfast is one of the most important because it's like it's the crucial time to be outside. Yeah. And while I'm making breakfast, I usually try and actually open up windows because yeah, the windows are blocking um, the, the red and infrared light. And it's cool out so I can cool my house off. So I open the windows then and then go outside. So we're only inside maybe like 15, 20 minutes till we go back out. But then once we go back out, we're probably getting that UVA light. And And you can feel like you can feel the intensity change in the summer for sure. Yeah. You're still, I mean, you're getting a ton of infrared light with that UV. Especially around that time. Because that's when we're like in there, we're sweating at like... 8 a.m. with direct sun. Yeah. But we don't get direct sun all the time. We're still outside. Even when it's raining, we have a little porch, and we're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's funny because neighbors always, we're just out there with just Pepper sitting. sitting <laughs> and, and they're all, like, retired, like, on their walks in the morning. Yep. <laughs> or the same cars are always driving by. Yeah, going to work. Um, so there's so many things that work off infrared light red light which is 42 percent of the solar spectrum um it goes from 600 to 3100 it's present all day right there's red light that you can see then 800 nanometers you get into the non-visible so you can't see infrared light but think heat heat is infrared uh infrared light uh the infrared cameras you know that show the heat coming off your body yeah so everything's giving off infrared light yeah um everything but specifically, you're getting a ton of infrared light from the sun. Yeah. One water. So we have chromophores. Chromophores absorb different frequencies of light. We have a lot of red, red, specifically red light, infrared light chromophores. And the mitochondria at cytochrome 4 has four red light chromophores. And then the ATPase, which is going to be a big focus of this podcast, of how to increase the speed of the ATPase. When you increase the speed of the ATPase, you increase electron transport chain speeds and you create more ATP, you create more energy. Mm -hmm. And the way to make that spin faster is to get red light and infrared light. And And how do you get that? AM sunlight. Or specifically AM sunlight early in the morning, but throughout the whole day you're getting infrared light. Sure. Um, In balance of everything. So... And this infrared light primes your skin to handle... Later on sunlight. So so now I want to talk about why this infrared light is important early. And if you're trying... If you're a pale person who's afraid of the sun, who doesn't do well with infrared light, why you need to get into the... First 30 minutes of sunrise. And that's... Or, or just staying until like 9 o'clock. So yeah. if you can stay... 
and it's just to get loads of infrared light or even in the summer or the winter I'm in I have my uh, greenhouse and I get a ton of infrared and red light all winter and it yeah. allows me to go down to Mexico and handle the UV light and I'll explain why in just a second so uh, we'll talk about the skin so infrared a light stimulates fibroblasts in the skin and these make a protein called filigrin. Um, I'm gonna pull that up real quick so if you pull up filigrin on Google quick search you come up with this it says filigrin in the frontline role in skin barrier function and disease um, it controls um, your immune system and when you have low filigrin you have eczema asthma allergies um, and loss of filigrin. So if you're not getting infrared light, you're not going to have this layer in your skin and it thins what's known as the stratum corneum and any reduction in the filigrin reduces what is known as, um, hang on, I wrote this down real quick. Histidine. <laughs> yes. I didn't have to pull it up. Histidine. So histidine is an aromatic amino acid. And this is important because when it's exposed to UVA light, it makes um, uracanic acid. And uracanic acid um, protects your skin against UV light. It acts, it blocks, and it helps um, re reduce the redness you get. And it helps protect you from so skin summary, damage. In the summary, so if, if you, you get early light, it's priming your body to protect you from those UV rays that are present at high noon. And let me pull up this real quick. So uracanic acid, fair a breakdown product of histidine. So histidine is that aromatic amino acid that needs UV light to become uracanic acid. And then it says it accumulates and is a protectant of UV, and is immune regulator. So it regulates your immune system. That's good. So, so uh, someone with autoimmune disease most likely is not getting enough infrared light to stimulate the filigrin, and then they're going to be low in uracanic acid, and you need UV light to make this uracanic acid from histidine. Yeah. So really what I'm saying is, like, if you have autoimmune disease, allergies you need to get that early AM light, build up. This layer. Yeah, so then you can make this uracanic acid and then you can absorb more UV light and then you can, and these things go beyond just protecting build. you from UV light. It's doing things to your immune system. And I want to, a lot of people understand that the brain and the gut are tied together um, this is just like basic like knowledge is like what happens to the gut bacteria affect your brain and what happens to your brain yeah, affects your gut. Yeah, there's more neurons so in get, your gut than in your brain. If you get a brain damage, it affects your gut. Yeah. And if you affect your gut, it affects your brain and yeah. then like depression and stuff or any mental disease, mm -hmm. they can look Affected at your gut brain. Times, so like yeah. the gut brain connection, mm -hmm. but people need to realize the skin is also tied to the gut. Mm -hmm. I think people know that because if you have... Um, gut issues, you usually have skin issues. Mm -hmm. And if you affect your skin, 100%. you're affecting your gut. Yeah. But then you have to realize, like, your skin... is the biggest organ. It's almost like an eye, too, because it has all of these photoreceptors. photoreceptors yeah. So they're taking in light all the time. Your, your skin, eyes... And the surface area is crazy. Your eyes are the other thing people don't under... And they don't realize. And it's directly tapped into so your, your brain. So your eyes, brain, skin, and gut are all strangely, like, tied together as one. Yeah. And this is the theory that I like the most for bacteria, is the light that the light in your environment affects your gut bacteria. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've stopped taking probiotics, and I think just getting skin or full-spectrum sunlight from morning to evening and not wearing sunglasses, sunscreen... Which we'll have the whole podcast on. Yeah, but just these things, and all of these things control your immune system. So yeah. your immune system's tied to the light you get. And what's really weird about this is I used to have really bad allergies. And if I got 
I kind of tie my health to like how my immune system's doing, how my gut's doing. Mm -hmm. And how my gut's doing, I can feel it in my brain, like how clear I can think and stuff. Yeah. But if um, I, I, if I stayed out in the sun too long and got burnt, mm-hmm. I'd have a runny nose. I felt like yeah. I had a cold. Oh, gosh, yeah. You just feel like shit. If you feel run down, for sure. You feel but sick. But I, I don't get that anymore. No, nor do I. Which is the strangest thing to yep. me. Where it's like, I used to think like, oh man, the sun is stressing me out. Yeah, when we I go used on to vacation, view it as my a stressor. family's like worried about me. But I Now it's the complete opposite. Yeah, where it's I'm like, I get a ton of sun. And it all starts with that morning sun. Yes, we're out there as soon as the sun. It I, makes no sense to me that I don't burn anymore. Yeah. Like, like I may, it makes sense to me now, yes. but like I never thought in the world, like I would ever be like, because today I, I was outside all day and it is the most, I mean, it's the 24th. So it's the highest the sun Solar. will be yep. in Minnesota. I used, to, I used to not be able to handle 20 minutes, I'd be burned. Yep. Now I stood outside all day. Yeah. All day, and I didn't get any burn. Nope. Not even a little bit of soreness, nothing. I don't feel run down. I think it's really it. tied to this layer in the skin, the this whole... So it's get that AM light. Build up that layer over of skin. time. And protect your skin start. at night. I think these... Things don't, don't work properly if you light, don't yeah. protect your skin. So, like, getting a lot of blue light at night and then going to bed and waking up and getting sun, you'll get less benefit. So, it's kind of this full circle. Yeah. So, let's say you live in a high EMF city or you eat a poor diet or a vegan diet that will be depleted in DHA mm-hmm. and you don't protect your eyes at night, you are going to have... More issues, you're not going to get the same benefit. So what may take you 20 minutes may only take me one minute. Sure. Um, so that's why it's so important. And and as you age, you're going to, it's going to become slower because one, your eye changes, especially as you age. Your um, the lens on your eye gets thicker, and then you also like. Uh, even your blood vessels get thicker. Your blood, your red blood cells aren't going to be as efficient. Yeah, we efficient know things fall at... apart as you age. Let's not uh, dwell on that. So as you age, you need actually more light. Yes, or... and more DHA. Yeah. Um, to get the... So this isn't going to be the same for everyone. And really, I think over time, you get more and more benefits from it. So it's like... If you yeah, see, like we're in year two of doing this, and I feel way better now than I did a year ago today. Don't you feel more addicted to it, too? Like yes, I, like when I, I crave first, it way more. Like, I need more sunlight. Like, I need to be outside right now. But, like, in that morning sun, like, that is my favorite time. Like, yeah. when we get a gorgeous sunrise and you can stare right at the sun, Yeah. like, there's nothing better. But if you ask me, like, two years ago, I'm just like, oh, it's just a sunrise. Like, I don't know. But now I just feel like this real attraction and effect to it. So I think people, the more you do it, the more benefit you will get out of this as well. But, um, so we've talked about, so building the solar callus. No, we didn't. So how you build the solar callus is... What's the solar callus? Solar callus is your ability to use UV light. So kind of that, um, that layer that you were talking about, like the street name is your solar callus. Yeah. This immunity of like being able to stay out in the sun yeah. that we never thought was possible. So I built the solar callus and it's still getting better. It's like, oh gosh, I, yeah. I, I can't quite go to Mexico yet and stay out all day. That's like a goal. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have to live at a lower latitude before I could actually do Or that. we would have to be in Mexico for like a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because when we were in Europe for 17 days, we were outside 85% of the time. But we're still at a pretty high latitude. Pretty high latitude, but we got super dark. Yeah. And we didn't get burnt once. But, like, we're at a latitude that we evolved at. Like, I'm Irish and English. You're... Yeah. I think no matter what your level, like, no matter where you're at, I think it's important to, to regain your health, you got to rebuild the solar callus. Yeah. To and be able to absorb that, sunlight at a 
yeah. yeah, they utilize to assimilate light. And the way to do that is getting AM sunlight and then working your way up to, you know, increasing the red and infrared, focusing on the infrared and red light early in the morning. So, but if this is a good lesson, so if you go on a trip, wake up with the sun and stay out all day instead of the average person just goes out and at 10 a.m., or they're not, they don't see sun till 10 a.m. And maybe they don't get lay out in the sun until like noon. Mm-hmm. Where you didn't precondition your skin. You didn't have this infrared A light doing. But of doing. course you get burnt. Because all of a sudden it's like you laid out into a fryer. And these are just the things we kind of know what infrared light's doing. Yeah. But these are really complex things. And infrared light penetrates 12 inches. That's right. So infrared and red light penetrate 10 centimeters to 30 centimeters. Which 30 centimeters is approximately 12 inches. So if you're getting red light in the front, your your spine is getting red getting light. It. Holy shit. And it's structuring water in your body yeah. all over. So it's... And, Damn. I mean, it's hard to comprehend, like, shining a light and having it go through and affect the water all the way through to your spine. Or you shine it on your head, it's going through your entire brain. I never thought of it like that. Um, so red light's extremely powerful. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way. It stimulates, like, bone growth and, like... It stimulates your mitochondria. Like, that's why infrared saunas are so much superior to normal saunas. Like, normal saunas are good. Don't get me wrong, because there's still the heat shot proteins or whatever. But infrared saunas, like, is penetrating into your cell. And what people... So, like, what's becoming trendy is the red light panels. It's infrared and red light or red light therapy... Um, there's these sauna, there's these beds, like those are good. Um, I personally don't use them. But it's still artificial. It's artificial and you need to know what you're doing because light is a drug and you don't know the spectrums they're using, what their pulse, what their pulse stat. There's just a lot of complexities to using red light, but the sun is free and it's the best red light, infrared light you can get. And it's built in perfect harmony for what your biology wants And to you're take getting in. all these other effects from all the other spectrums. So get that early light. Even if it's cloudy, that's what we needed to talk yeah. about. It's like if I go outside and it's cloudy uh, early in the morning, I still take my shirt off. Even in the winter, I ground. So you're getting the electrons. And how light works is... It hits electrons and excites electrons. Um, and this is the photoelectric effect, which... Which anytime you can I excite electrons, you know that well, the electron transport is obviously working more. And that's what you're doing so when you're changing the structure of water, what it's doing in your mitochondria. Is yeah. it's, it's changing these electrons and then your mitochondria use this... It's information that your mitochondria eventually get and use mm-hmm. and the mitochondria are antennas for the entire electromagnetic spectrum that hits you from invisible light from technology yeah, they can feel every all single the way spectrum. through the whole visible spectrum every emf so yep. like emf is visible Artificial light or and invisible light. Naturally, yep. It's the electric fields like in your wall. It senses the 60 hertz in our wall right now. It senses the EMF coming off of this computer. Um, and it's foreign information. I want yeah. it to be, I want more information from sunlight than anything. programming my electrons. So my mitochondria, like that's what they're built to, to work with. Yeah, totally. So... But we've only made it until, like, 30 minutes past sunrise to, like, an hour and a half in the winter past sunrise. After that, things switch, where we get back to the UV. UV now becomes present. So now, so let's talk about UV light. Yeah. So the benefits of UV light, light, because a lot of people still think UV light, they're like, well, it breaks breaks, uh, DNA strands. It's, um, what's the word? Uh, it liberates the electron, so it is a... Periodical? No, what kind of radiation? Um, ionized? It's ionizing radiation, yeah. So that's what freaks people out about um, UV light. They kind of associate it with, like, ooh, uh, radiation. 
also mm. liberates electron or like breaks the DNA. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I I think you need to s- stop thinking about um, viewing cancer as these DNA breaks, where it's really coming down to the mitochondria. And this is when we need to, we need to really dive into why cancer is a mitochondrial disease well, and how sunlight. Yeah, put a pin in that though. Yeah. no how sunlight helps reverse these diseases yeah but i mean there's a lot of evidence if you look through if you look through the research um uv light is doing so many things like uv light is i talk about the most important water is extremely important preview of what uv light does to water well the infrared light structures the water um, the exclusion zone, the UV and then it, UV it. increases. Then it's able to absorb the UV spectrum. Um, or I guess let's finish what I was saying was like. So everyone knows UV light, UVB, um, sulfates, LDL cholesterol, and makes vitamin D, D three, um, and low vitamin D levels are associated with higher risk of everything. Pretty everything. Much. So like your chances of every cancer go up with low vitamin D autoimmune is tied to low heart vitamin disease, D heart attack. Um, vitamin D is just like one of the main depression things you should be watching and measuring. Um, but you can't supplement for it. You can't. You have to make it your own. You have to make your own. And not everyone, it's it's not as easy as just going out for a couple minutes uh, like people want to think. And you might, I might make more vitamin D than a regular person or... Um, well, your body needs to have access to the spectrum of sunlight at the different points in time in order for vitamin D to fully function properly. We assume we assimilate light the same, but we don't. There's a lot of these factors that go into how we assimilate light. But let's talk about UVA light. So we have aromatic amino acids. And aromatic amino acids have benzene rings. And these benzene rings um, absorb UV light. So all aromatic amino acids absorb UV light. And things that are made from these aromatic amino acids. Uh, So tyrosine and phenylalanine are the um, aromatic amino acids that make dopamine and melatonin. And then melatonin, um, we can get into why that's so important in a second. And everyone knows dopamine. Tryptophan makes serotonin. And then histidine makes uricanic acid, which... We just talked about. Yeah. And that helps build your solar callus mm-hmm, and protect you from the sun, and it controls your immune system in a lot of different ways. And underappreciated. So melatonin is extremely important because it controls. Um, because you actually create melatonin during the day to then be released during the night. So it's called what is it called? The darkness hormone. Yeah, so you make melatonin. That's surprising people because melatonin is actually made started it's in the so morning. Because so tied to sleep. Yeah. So tied to and sleep. And then you use it at night. And it's in your skin and it's in your eyes. Yeah, but it's, so ocular it's released melatonin. at night, but you have to create it at some point, And when you create it is within this UV time period, right? And people know melatonin is the supplement you take at night. And I've told people that's something you absolutely said. should not take. Yeah. Um, it's made by sunlight and it's programmed by the UV light that in your hits, environment that hits the aromatic amino acid to make melatonin melatonin controls apoptosis and autophagy in the mitochondria which controls the mitochondria genome which is cell suicide yeah it, it controls like what gel, what genes turn on and off pretty much it determines what and diseases you're going to get and what not so yeah. like that's a mad like if you lose apoptosis and autophagy, you get cancer. You right. get these diseases that are plaguing modern, modern humans. Day. Yeah. 
So melatonin is one of the most important things you can make next to vitamin D. Right. And these are two things made by sunlight. Right. Those are the two, but two you're making things it, made within the first two hours of sunrise. You're making That's it crazy. in your eye, and people wear sunglasses. We see these all these old ladies walking outside wearing sunglasses. And it's like, just take your eyes, sunglasses off because you're not making... One, you're not making... So dopamine's also made in the well, eye. Well, you're causing a circadian mismatch because the light frequencies that are entering your eye don't match the light, light frequencies that are hitting all over your skin. Yeah. And that causes a disconnect in your brain and your body. So, yeah, so it screws up your circadian clock, which controls all... Like we said, it's connect, it has peripheral circadian clocks on every gene. Yeah. And then you're lowering dope. So when you wear sunglasses, you're lowering dopamine and you're reducing, you're preventing melatonin from being made. All from avoiding UV light, UVA light. Mm -hmm. So you want to get outside and you want to be outside early a.m. And then once UV shows up, you need to be outside to increase the dopamine in your brain, made in your eye, and then also increase the melatonin that you'll use at night to help you sleep. And mm -hmm. this is also what it's doing on your skin, too. So that UV light is also... Then being absorbed to create vitamin D. And you're also making serotonin. Don't make my phone. Sorry. So... Um, you're also making serotonin. So tryptophan makes serotonin, which may, is a step into making dopamine. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think you gotta fact check that. Gotta fact check. Yeah, there's a lot of things I need to learn. <laughs> yeah, and but more obviously where just I'm at learning is this as well and kind just of just being, piecing it together. Just being amazed that these aromatic amino acids use UV light to make all of these brain hormones and or like these things like yeah, serotonin and dopamine are the two things we associate when we think of mental illness mental illness depression how you're thinking um when you're addicted to things you're you're dopamine. addicted to that dopamine, dopamine yeah. so if you low dopamine you need it exogenously from um little kicks of your social media so you, or you increase your addiction to things yeah when you're not making the dopamine in your eyes so just wearing sunglasses can make you more addicted to your phone but then also to drugs to working out to anything that's compulsive and what's important about blocking blue light at night so you you're making this melatonin then you have to block it block the blue light um so that you can use that melatonin but also yeah. the, the blue light during the day and at night damages the retina yeah um the most common like eye conditions are skyrocketing. Yeah. You can you if you look up there's uh here I'll pull it up real quick where they can detect Alzheimer's um by just looking at your eye and what it is is they um they're looking at the damage to the retina from artificial blue light. All eye diseases are on the rise in all developed countries. Macular degeneration, which is damage to the retina. Um, blue light elongates the eye, which is called myopia. And this is happening at a very young age to kids now. And it's caused from light, blue light, and then light refracts differently and doesn't hit the back of the retina, causing nearsightedness. There's a massive rise in cataracts. All diseases start in the eye. City starts in the eye. Mental illness starts in the eye. Um, it's bad. And these are long-term long things we haven't seen. Because we haven't been under Our them generation long is going to be going blind when they're 50. Mm -hmm. The amount of screen time we use, uh, the amount of screens we look at, the amount of artificial lights, how lights have changed how your TV has changed, all of these things. And they're not becoming been brighter and brighter and brighter. But it's become new and new, newer and newer studies are coming out showing the damage this causes on the retina, irreversible damage. Yes. But if you're going to fix these issues, you're going to fix them from getting AM sunlight in the eyes. Yes. And then that UV light... Um, 
Helps this, with the body this model This is above my pay grade. Yeah. I'll learn this eventually. Yeah. But I, I just know there's something to getting that AM light and that early UV light in the eye. Yeah. I don't wear any sunglasses now, and my vision's better than ever. Yeah. I used to be afraid. I, like, thought my eyes were so I've important. always had good vision, and I was afraid that, like, starting at this age, I would, my vision would start to slip. It hasn't. I mean, I still own sunglasses because I do have blue eyes. I don't wear them. I typically wear them in my hair just, like, to keep my hair back. But sometimes when we're taking photos, instead of being, like, squinty-eyed and crow's feet, like, I'll put sunglasses down then so I can take, like, a non-ugly photo. Yeah. Because, you know, you do it for the gram. But... The other thing, so we spent most of the podcast on AM, sunlight, and sunrise because that's where the majority of the benefits are. But it is important to note that it, it's good to pulse in with outdoor light throughout the day so your body can just have a gauge of, like, what the fuck is going on. Um, so, for instance, can you talk about, like, what are the spectrums at solar noon? Like, what is the highest spectrum the sun goes? And, like, how does that compare to artificial light? So, yeah, you're getting, I mean, your... What's the hertz that the solar spectrum goes at? Like I, I would need to look up, but, I mean, it's Kelvin of what the it's blue is. It's like 1,200, is. right? I don't, I, I don't know what the Kelvin is. Okay. Where a lot of these screens are brighter than solar noon in the summer. Right. So you're... And then you're under that all day long. So imagine if your skin and your eyes are then taking in a frequency that's higher than solar noon for eight hours. And then... You're not producing melatonin. You're not going to sleep well that night. Think of the person who looks at their phone in the middle of the night. Yeah. There's no issues. Or right before bed. That's literally like saying... The brightest light to go brush their teeth and whatever... And, and your body's so confused, and it's like, wait, if it's noon, all of these things should have happened already, and they haven't, so Jack what the Cruz, fuck? Jack Cruz had an amazing post. I thought it was an awesome, like, analogy or, like, way to look at this. It was like, so you can wear red glasses or turn on the red filter on the phone, or you can look at your phone in the middle of the night and teleport to the other side of the earth. And you're also, you're not just teleporting, but you're also going to, like, Telling your body it's like the middle of summer and the in noon on the other side of the planet when you're supposed to be sleeping in darkness and that's gonna screw you up for a lot longer it's, than you it's think. It's basically like jet lag. You're replicating jet lag. And there's good research that shows like people who work night shift, people who have a lot of jet lag, lots of they suffer on with that. mental illness and they die of all cause all cause mortality goes up. So yeah. like it increases your it risk of all diseases and what it's doing is it's affecting these sleep cycles and melatonin repairing your mitochondria so you're damaging your mitochondria and you're destroying this apoptosis autophagy cycle that controls you know getting rid of and repairing your mitochondrial genome yeah so then beyond, out, like, so outside of solar noon, it's, like, obviously good for your body to understand when noon is. There's also some slight benefits for, like, the last hour leading to sunset, right? Um, especially if you were in the Caribbean or something, it can help with just, like, calming your skin down, right? Well, if you got a lot of sun, it can help repair the damage you did with the UV light. Right. If you if you are a little bit red, where it feels like it's almost we're like especially in mexico we definitely feel that you feel hot you touch your skin you're like kind of tight and you're like whew, i got a lot of sun like yeah and i'm kind of afraid to get more but i know like the late night sun it actually cools like it kind of like how i described it is it felt like it was cooling you're getting the infrared light to help pretty much get ready for the next day right uh it's again it's signaling something to your body of like this is now happening and if you can't utilize the bright uv light that's okay right away like if you can't be outside from like 11 to 1 when we first went to mexico we literally found shade from 11 till 2 it's legit i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea of knowing how sensitive you're going to be like to the sun you have to listen to your body the way and i was like i'm tapped out we gotta go to the spa yeah, the way to get over this to build your solar callus is get the morning sun and then get. But we the, did sunrise till like ten thirty. Then we would go have an early lunch. We'd hit the spa. 
walk slowly back, and then we'd get some PM light, and then we'd be ready to go for dinner. Yeah. So it's really not the worst thing. And we can obviously talk about sunscreen and all those things. And those but are the times you can look directly at the sun. Yeah. And but I, I encourage people to think about where we've come from, and we did evolve. And I know that we've been sold a lot of information around the sun being dangerous and scary, but we were also sold a lot of information around fats being dangerous and scary. And guess what? Sugar is an industry, and so is sun care. And there's a. So, I saw two things this week that just showed like your blood levels of the chemicals that you put on your skin. Yeah, we will go into them. sun care. I used to work in the industry. I have a lot of information. Pretty we will talk about that. Every in a sunscreen podcast. is a. It's uh, carcinogenic. Like, let's not even talk about it. It's a hormone disruptor. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's a, yes, an oxy or a xeno Don't castrate yourself, especially as a guy. Don't do it. It's an exogenous estrogen. Your body basically processes it as estrogen. Yeah. Um... So then that's kind of as the sun is setting. And you're blocking the benefits of UV light. You need, like, we have enough issues in the modern world We did say the only D. time you would do that is if, like, you're in Costa Rica and you're going on a surf lesson and, like, you have to be outside all day. And the sun does reflect off the water differently, so you're getting that additional spectrum that you're not used to. Mm-hmm. And a solar callus doesn't prep you for that. Sorry. It doesn't. Yeah. Because that's... Your humans weren't typically like out laying on the water. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to say was Although I mean I guess it could be on a mountain it would reflect off the water, but whatever. The amount of spectrums in the sun. So in the visible light there are uh, from the sun there are eight followed by twenty one zeros spectrums. Frequencies. Of light, frequencies of light. All those frequencies are changing throughout the day. In perfect harmony. They're controlling 100,000 biochemical reactions per second through molecular, what is known as molecular resonance. And that amount of frequencies is the only thing that makes sense that can control 100,000 biochemical reactions per second. Um, So... Your light's not doing that. You need to, you need to be out in sun, and if you have an illness or something, the way to get better is learning how to utilize light, and how you utilize light goes back to um, the things to increase the ability to assimilate this light and use it is eating seafood for DHA. Because DHA... um, Increases the DC electric current. It's like a wire. So if you shine a light on a wire, you move electrons. And that's kind of what DHA acts on the cell, cellular membrane. And DHA is in the highest concentration in the retina, the central retinal pathway, and the brain. The SCN, everything. If you don't have enough DHA... So let's say you eat a vegan diet. And no hate. You're eating only vegan sources of DHA from plants. Which is less bioavailable. It's in the SN1 and SN3 position. You need it to be in the SN2 position to get it into your eye. And so when (coughs) if you don't have proper amount of DHA in the eye, uh, where you need it in the brain, you're not getting the light signals. So, so you're not you actually could, absorbing any of this benefit. You're disconnecting from the sun. You could go outside and do all of what we're talking about. And, and not you won't get benefit. the benefits. Or what takes me a minute might take you 20 minutes. Because you don't have this DHA You're not doing it as efficiently. electrons. Yeah. And these excited electrons. Um, it's kind of it's like... It's also in the skin, all your cells is like, if you're lacking DHA, you you can't assimilate and use this light to do all of the things we're talking yeah. about right now. I think a good analogy for people that have been on like the paleo keto route is you, in order to be fat adapted, your body has to start producing ketones. And in order to start producing ketones, you have to go through the work of fasting to get your body in ketosis 
to burn ketones to then be fat adapted. Yep. And my pro one note on that is you the best way to do that is to be out in the sun. sunlight. The way to fast is to do it in sun. Not you're not gonna get the same benefits if you're doing it in an office. So if you're gonna fast, people are talking about all these benefits of fasting. Mm -hmm. You gotta do it in full spectrum sunlight yeah. to get the benefits. Yep. Same with ketosis and stuff, but ketosis but the might reason ketosis is working in cities and five G environments is that is how you have to live mm -hmm. because of what the technology is doing. But we'll talk about that in a future well, podcast. Yeah. Um. So one, we I was got, gonna say one thing real quick. Okay. Um, on DHA, and. We're going to have a whole podcast on DHA. I know, but this is really important to building your solar callus and being able to utilize the light in the day. If you don't have enough DHA, um, then you can't... What we're saying is not going to work. Yeah. So you need to eat seafood. Which and oysters. by the way, lack of DHA has been linked to insulin resistance. Like a lot of things. A lot of diseases. Um, right? Well, that... I would say blue light. Yeah, blue light destroys DHA. Destroys DHA, but it also, blue light causes insulin resistance yeah. and um, higher glucose, blood glucose. But what I was going to say is if you live in a bad environment, a major city, you stay up, you look at screens all day, you've, your blue light, what we call blue light toxic, is you have, you're the typical American looking at your TV looking at screens, being indoors looking most at your of the phone, time. looking at, yeah, not getting sunlight. You're um, or getting it through a window, which you're is trashing broken. your short and long loop, which recycle DHA. So you're using up the DHA and you're not recycling from the light and you're not recycling it. So you need to eat more. Uh, that's one reason why like you need to eat more seafood. You can get DHA from meat and stuff, but in today's modern world, if you're not protecting your eyes and you live in a terrible environment you need to eat a ton of seafood and even that might not help you yeah uh yeah there's a good quote you can never get well in the environment you got sick in and this is one of the reasons why yeah uh so eat your eat as much seafood it's one thing you need to start doing we hated seafood like Oh yeah, let's talk we about that. We still kind of hate it. I gag a lot of times. I when told I'm everyone it. I was allergic to fish and seafood, which I mean, I'm allergic to some things. I've gotten over some of those allergies, but it yeah. was actually a big step for me to start eating oysters. Now yeah. I just like eat raw oysters like at nothing. home, yeah. cracking them for breakfast. I try and do two in the morning, two at night. Yeah. Uh, we do fish eggs. I can easily pop those, and I don't even taste them. That's a great source of DHA, especially for people who are still afraid of like mercury and heavy yeah. metals and I fish and stuff. I eat pokeballs. Fish eggs are a real clean sushi. source of DHA. Mm -hmm. I eat oysters. Yeah. Salmon's another go-to, but just all. And then the other seafood things, so there's... Um, and when I do a pokeball, it's salmon because salmon's a typically a northern latitude fish. Yeah. And I live in a northern latitude. I wrote down this. Which, we're kind of crossing all sorts of future podcast boundaries. Astaxanthin is a carotenoid that also acts as sunscreen. And that is found in most seafood. It's like a red... Oh, so it's pigment. like a natural sunscreen. Yeah, so if you look up... Um, yeah, I'll pull it up real quick. Yeah. That's cool. This is well, new information can, to me. You can look up what things are high. So krill oil, that's one reason like some people take krill oil or mm -hmm. other fish oils because it's high in this um, astaxanthin. Mm -hmm. It's spelled weird, so it's hard to like say. But it How acts, do you spell it? So that's another good thing spell it? to load up on. A-S-T-A-X-A-T-H-I-N. X -A and it's a carotenoid that acts oh as a sunscreen. It protects your retina. So it, it, it goes into your retina. Um, and there are a lot of, there's, yeah. I could pull up yeah, the benefits we, of it. Yeah, we're going to Google that shit. All right, so I pulled up astaxanthin. Um, 
things, what it says. It's a carotenoid potent antioxidant that helps reduce damage from the sun exposure, improves skin health, reduces inflammation. Um, it comes from the red pigment and seafood like crabs. Um, it's what colors salmon. So I, I recommend you, you don't take it in a supplement and you get it from seafood. And this is just one more reason to eat seafood besides DHA is to get this natural um, thing found in seafood that helps um, prevent skin damage and eye damage from UV light. Um, it's something that can help you uh, build up your tolerance to being able to stay out and utilize sun. Okay, so we've made it until... Um, the hour, and then we're at sunset, which most of the podcast was focused on sunrise, but we made it to sunset. Briefly, let's just talk about how you, you need to control for blue light once the sun sets. And our next podcast is going to be around blue blockers that you can, that different blue blockers you can buy, different blue blocking techniques, different ways that you can like change the light throughout your house. But once the sun sets, you should have some type of blue blockers on your eye if you plan to use any type of technology. And any lights that you use once the sun sets should be red lights. And in Minnesota, that means at 4.30, we are living in darkness. Except oh, for red in lights. Winter? In winter? Yeah. And, and it's kind of effing depressing. That's the time of year honestly, where it makes sense to even switch to candles because yeah. you have such a long period of being awake. And it's I wear the crazy. red glasses. I mean, that, and that's when Winter it matters the most because you need to pinch everything. Because you have you can. no, I know. Like, summer gives you a lot of room to, like, eat shitty foods. Yeah, because you're getting the full spectrum of light. Not shitty foods, but carbs, and you, it allows exactly. you to, so, like, bounce back from, like, staying up late more. Yeah, something that Dr. Cruz said that I was, like, latch on to that is, like, He's like, carbs actually aren't that bad of a food. If we lived um, in the Caribbean or if we lived close to the equator, we could definitely eat more carbs. First of all, more carbs would grow in the environment. And when you live in a high sun or a high solar environment, you can eat more carbs because your body can process those carbs. For example, I'm eating a lot of blueberries right now. Right, because blueberries are in season here. But he said Not quite, actually. Blueberries are in season in like two weeks. Strawberries are in season right now. Oh, nice. Strawberries are just showing up where I want to go pick Oh, I saw some chocolate in the fridge. Are you going to bring that out after? It's a little late for chocolate. Let's do chocolate in the morning. Yeah, maybe. Did DQ ruin our schedule for the evening? Um, let's summarize things maybe real Hang quick. Hang on, we, we didn't get to what I wanted to. Okay. Um, what else we got? Oh, carbs are... Yeah, so carbs aren't actually bad. Carbs are bad in a low quantum yield environment. And what low quantum yield means is low sunlight. So girls... In the summer, you can have your carbs, but in the winter, we have to cut back, sadly, and become carnivores, essentially. But we'll get to that, because that is going to be on a future podcast where we talk about seasonal eating. Yeah. Well, I don't um, want people to focus too much on food, except getting, I mean, getting DHA. Yeah. So, as a quick summary, because I, I think we probably labbed on longer than we wanted to, um, is... Circadian rhythm and your your circadian clock set everything. They're in front of every single one of your genes and it initiates your hormones and it initiates how you're getting vitamin D and how you're producing melatonin in order to be able to sleep at night. So if you want to improve your sleep, if you want to improve your happiness, if you want to improve your energy levels, your ability to think and see things other people don't. Literally just... any function. If you, in the body is tied to our have, circadian rhythm. Yeah. If you if you have low dopamine, you are obedient. That was the other thing. Um, US military found when you block when you put soldiers in a low quantum yield environment, so again, back to a low sunlight environment, that's what quantum yield is, they became more obedient. Yeah. So what did they do? 
they put them in environments if that you, work. If you stick some, if someone is indoors looking at screens all day, you are very obedient. Right. You you don't think for yourself, um, and that's a hard thing to hear. And and when we're not you hear saying that, that you, was necessarily like nefarious and orchestrated in this manner. And I I'll say like but, it's it's hard to say. So you're low dopamine. We're all low dopamine because we're not living in the environment we should. Right. So we have to do everything we can to increase. And we're all that. blue light toxic, like, including the none two of us preaching right now. None of us think how we should. We should be smarter than we are. We should see things that other people don't. But you got to do what you can do. Yeah. Um, EMFs affecting our dopamine. This is going to become a crucial thing. You know, like an, another YouTuber just committed suicide today. You know, it's like how many people do we have to any oh there's a creepy like he like got on and left like it was like his going away um his last video and just he didn't seem like sad or anything but he was just talking about how he like screwed up and like but it was just kind of like um i'd have to show you i don't know his name but i watched i was like man how many of these kids like the suicide epidemic is just getting started and it's because people are not talking about like just the importance of the sun like stop blocking it you need the uv light to build dopamine you need yeah. as much dopamine as you can get to get over the addictions start working on things to get rid of your addictions like set limits on your screens wear blue blocking glasses Try to get rid of all the little set addictions. Small goal, like set small goals. Don't don't do it all at once though, because then you're just gonna be sad with failure. It's like, well, it's hard to do this, but it becomes easier if you do it with these things with sunlight. It becomes a lot easier because you start realizing like, oh, I'm getting this morning sunlight, and now all of a sudden I have like this energy, and now all of a sudden I'm thinking about like this more clearly. This is the butterfly effect of light. Is like this small stimulus in the morning has massive implications on your life that nobody's really seeing so just give connecting. it a try what we're suggesting is absolutely fucking free mm -hmm. zero dollars to you that is why you don't hear a bulletproof talking about this that is why you don't hear any of the health gurus any of the paleo any of the keto it's fucking free you guys we have zero to sell you we have no supplements we have nothing we're just trying to spread this information to help People that are closest to us, we see people, our generation, civilized, our entire society is headed one way off a cliff, and we are headed the other direction. Yeah. People are going trying, crazy. Trying as hard as we can, and but we're the, all only way, it. the only way the only way we can reach people. All have anxiety all of a sudden. <laughs> the only way we can reach people, I I can't have this conversation with. I can't sit down and tell this to somebody it's because really they hard to communicate. nobody listens anymore. Like I can't have a conversation. For two minutes, if I start talking about this, nobody will listen to me. So well, my hope is... I think what I have a hard time with is a lot of times you start having a conversation about it and people don't realize the amount of time and effort we've put into learning the science behind the fundamentals of how the human biology works. And so their canned response from the sun care industry around how the sun is giving us skin cancer isn't going to fucking fly and we're going to shut down and we're going to walk away. Yeah, like I post this on Facebook and then I get comments like, oh, skin cancer doesn't exist. It's like, like oh my fucking God, we've never had more sun care sales and we've never had more cases of skin cancer. Skin cancer? Tell me how that fucking makes sense. Okay, skin cancer is going up while exposure to sun's going down. Going down. The most deadly... Skin cancers are on parts that are covered, so they're not exposed to sun And the ever. highest increase of skin cancer right now is happening from mel wait, melanin in the eye, right? No. <laughs> so the highest... What is it? <laughs> um, it's melanoma in the eye. Melanoma, yeah. So the highest... It's the biggest increase. Yeah. The... Yeah, the fastest increasing skin cancer is melanoma of the eye. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And that's just There's from no looking skin at screens. So eye. obviously, so what what's causing what's causing skin cancer? Let's think about this. Blue, blue light. light. Blue light. It's pretty obvious. So fucking obvious. Like with well, that said. I read articles and they're like, maybe it's the toxins in the environment. Maybe it's oh my like God. 
And it's the, then well, why isn't it in our lungs? Why don't like, we all have lung cancer? Why isn't that the most exponential? Because those people, toxins would be breathed in just as much as they're on the external the skin. The pro-sun people want to blame sunscreen. Like, oh, it's the chemicals that you're putting on your skin. I mean, they don't it. help. They don't help. They don't help. But it's the blue light. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go with that. Okay. There, there's a lot to learn about this, how the blue light increases obesity, how it's tied to leptin resistance. We're going to have a podcast on leptin resistance because that's one thing I'm really focused on right now is explaining leptin, the hormone that controls fat metabolism. And it's tied to your circadian mechanisms. If you are, if you have screwed up circadian rhythm, you have leptin resistance, which makes you fat. And which, it screws up dopamine. It screws up, yeah. A lot of shit. Your gut, like your gut's tied to the circadian rhythm. God, I don't yeah. know. So there's obviously going to be a follow-up podcast where we talk about more. I mean, we would love to hear what you guys want to hear more about, what questions you have. Um, but next podcast, we're going to be talking about blue blockers and our blue blocking techniques. Um, so stay tuned for our if next podcast next week. you want to prevent week. skin cancer. And actually all forms of cancer. Get out in the sun. Get naked. Expose everything to the sun. I don't know. Peace. <laughs> See you.